want to live a high vibe life with radiant energy levels, juicy sexual vitality, and have great success manifesting abundance in your life. Welcome to the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast, where we dive deep into sexual mastery and how to use sexual energy to magnetize your ideal life. Okay, what's up guys? Had a little uh, mix up there with my, my software. Welcome everybody. Hope everyone's having a good week. And you know, it's, it's a very interesting time. And today I really wanted to talk about harmonizing yourself in chaotic times, which I would say that we're in right now. Uh, it's a very unsettling time for a lot of people. There's this very intense energy around the planet I think everyone's feeling. And I think what's really happening here is, is that the patterns of the collective are kind of merging with our own personal patterns, you know, emotional patterns, mental patterns, thoughts, beliefs, fears, anxieties. All these things are kind of becoming mixed together, our own patterns and the collective patterns. And so uh, it's very confusing for a lot of people because a lot of us are feeling some really heavy things and we don't really know where it's coming from. You know, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty about the future. There's a lot of just weirdness, I would say, right? And so it's extremely important to, first of all, kind of understand what's going on, understanding that we're in this kind of amplified time of growth, which can be quite chaotic. A lot is happening in a short period of time. But again, the most important thing is that you're able to hold your center, to stay balanced, and to stay grounded through everything that's happening this time, right? And so something that's very important is that we all have immense creative power. And that's really what our sexual energy represents for us as human beings, is this ability to create, this ability to manifest, this ability to magnetize what we want and what we feel into our lives. But the thing is, is that most people aren't using this. Most people don't know this because, you know, this has kind of been... The thing is, is that no one can really take this creative power away from you. No one can, can take your, your freedom, your sovereignty, your ability to manifest out of intent and focus, but they can distract you so that you, first of all, they can convince you that you don't have it. This is the biggest thing. It's like, uh, it's, it's like, if you've seen that meme where there's like a horse and it has a leash and it's like tied to like a bucket or something like, you know, the horse could easily get off the leash. I think that's kind of the situation of humanity right now is like, a lot of people feel like they're powerless because we've been convinced that we are powerless. But the truth is that we're vastly powerful, multidimensional beings, really. We have this incredible ability to affect the world around us. But that really comes from our focus, our intent, and especially the vibrational and emotional state that we're in. When you're in a space of anger, confusion, fear, anxiety, panic, it's very difficult to create the things that you actually want. Usually you just pull in more of these things that you're feeling, right? So again, no one can take this power away from you, but they can convince you don't have it. That's the first thing. But And, and the other thing is that they distract you so that you waste this creative energy on weird things. This gets back into living life in reactive patterns of fear, self-doubt, anxiety, and you start focusing on these weird things with your energy. So your creative energy goes into, you know, all the distractions, all the, the weird stuff, the arguments, the conflicts, all the things that are draining your energy. So you're sending it down the drain. So here's the biggest thing right now is that when you can kind of step away for a bit, like, you know, get outside of, of the box that you've been living in, change your patterns, change your daily habits, and just kind of like get into the space of clarity, which is not an easy thing to do right now. I understand, but for me, what really helps is to get out in nature, get out where there's not anyone around, you know, go out to the mountains, go out to the forest, go out to the beach, whatever. Pretty much everyone can, you know, drive for an hour and be somewhere in nature pretty quickly, right? So get to a space of clarity and disconnect from the system, you know, turn off your phone, spend a day without getting on social media. You might be amazed at how your, your view of reality starts to change, how your emotions start to change. And you remember what it's like to not live life in this just constant state of stress, fear, tension, all these things, right? And so remember, you know, stepping into the space of, of the inner child. I think that that's, that's been a really big thing for me. I would say this year is, is getting back in that space of inner child, the space of purity, of innocence, of not feeling like we, we, our cup is full, right? There's nothing else to learn. Oh, I know everything. 
uh, my beliefs are superior to everyone else's. You know, we become rigid, we stop growing, and we're easily broken. Like the, the, you know, the stiff tree is easily broken. So when you step back into the space, the inner child, you start to live with, with the sense of like wonder and joy and curiosity. And you say, okay, there's all these, you know, this supposed silly information that is being told to me, but what's really going on? How can I, how can I make this situation fun and playful? How can I make this an adventure for myself to grow, to learn? You know, how can I advance my skill set, upgrade myself, right? So getting back into this this state of inspiration, of fun, of, of joy, which life is meant to be, and getting out of the heaviness, getting out of the, the drama, the Debbie Downer, doomsday, doom gloom nonsense, you know. Um, again, reality is what we make of it, and there's many ways to perceive the world around us, you know. Um, and I think it's good to see things as everything that happens to you is a test. How do you react to the events that happen in your life? Do you shut down? Do you get angry? Do you take your anger out on those around you? You get into arguments with strangers over the internet and things like that? Or do you say, okay, this is a challenge. Can I hold a state of mastery? Can I choose not to react in a negative way to the pressure that's pushing on me? And, you know, the whole thing is, is people are getting drawn into this, this war. It, there really is this global war right now. And it's not one that's as obvious as it may seem. It's this, this paradigm of, or this, it's a war of paradigms and belief systems. And we are pointing fingers at each other saying, this is their fault. This is their fault. And, you know, there's never winners in this type of situation. You know, whenever you're on one of these, one side or the other, you're always just this soldier in a war. You're going to get gunned down. <laughs> it is what it is, right? So it's like, how do you hold a bit more of a neutral space? A bit more of a, maybe I don't have to be on this side or this side. Maybe I can like have my own party over here where I'm having fun, I'm cultivating my energy, I'm meditating, I'm like hanging out with the trees and feeling good. That's kind of more my flavor, you know, is, is how can I create my own kind of paradise within the shit show that is happening out there? So, you know, that, that takes practice, it takes intention, and it takes every single day doing what you can to make yourself feel good in a harmonious and holistic way, right? That's why I love Qigong. I feel phenomenal when I, when I do my Qigong practice, I get the energy flowing, get grounded, connect to the earth chi. It's like, it's like, it's like a shower, a cleansing of the internal uh, energy system. It's literally what it is. Plus it charges me up and I feel awesome, feel clear. Do meditation, breath work, you know, that's why I do these things. It's, they make me feel really great. And I have a lot more clarity. I have a lot more intention. I have more energy to create what I want with. And then the rest of the day, you have to be careful to manage that, what you've, you've generated, right? And so, Again, how do you get yourself into, when you're in this weird funk, when you're feeling this, this heaviness that is, you know, kind of encompassing the planet right now, it's like, it's all about getting out of that quicker and quicker and quicker. When you're in a weird thing, you're feeling the fear, you're feeling the, the anxiousness, the, the anger, whatever it is you're feeling, how quickly can you snap out of it? I think this is the biggest thing that we're all learning right now is how quickly can you snap out of it? And, you know, maybe you put on some some high vibe music, you move your body, you know, again, do some Qigong, do meditation, call a friend, go to the gym, crush a workout. For me, you know, spending time out in nature, sitting under the trees is, is always something that pulls me back into space. And one other thing I, I kind of want to share on this note is the we are, as, as these patterns of the collective are merging with our own personal patterns, uh, so we're basically taking on, all of us are kind of taking on this baggage that's not really ours, but it is now ours because we've taken it on, because it's in our field, we're feeling it, it's up to us to transmute it now. It's like we're all becoming alchemists. I, I would say especially those of you who are, you know, doing a practice, you're doing your meditation, you're doing yoga, you're doing you're doing Qigong. You're the alchemists that are, <laughs> we're, we're clearing these patterns that have been passed down from, you know, our ancestors for hundreds and thousands of years. And this is really an, an age, I would say, where we have the potential to reach completion. And that's why things feel really ugly is because all these nasty patterns are, really out in the open right now. There's, there's no hiding these things anymore. So can you transmute the, the heaviness, the incompletions that are being passed to you from collective, from your ancestors, whatever, I would say that's the biggest, you know, work right now. And I'm losing my, my YouTube connection here. Uh oh, I've said too much. YouTube, can you hear me? Did I lose you guys?
Alright, seems to be... Okay. Alright, anyways, I was getting a disconnect signal there. But yeah, just to wrap it up, you know, it's crazy time, but it can also be a fun time, right? And keep doing your practice. Let this, let this, the, the, the pressure of the external world push you to go deeper into your practice, go deeper into self-mastery, to get more clear about what it really is that you want and keep creating that in your immediate world, which is the only thing you really have control over. And it will start to spread outward as well. Um, daily clearing, daily balancing work is the most essential thing right now. I like to work with trees. Go to a tree. And so it's the best when there's a sun out, but if you go up to a tree, so the sun, basically, if you get on the side of the tree, so if the sun's here, this is the back of the tree, you want to get on the side, right? So the sun's to your left, to your right. And there's this energy current happening in that tree from front to back and towards the sun and away from the sun, the circulation. If you stand and kind of hug the tree, sink down in like a Qigong posture, on the side of the tree with the sun to the side, it will start to clear the chi of your body. Do this for five minutes a day. Just notice what happens. It's a really uh, amazing practice to do. But again, most important thing right now, get yourself clear, get yourself into a high vibe state, you know, put on your, your awesome music. For God's sake, turn off the news, <laughs> turn off the, the you know, the, all the, the bull crap that's, you know, we, we, we know enough of what's going on that we don't have to be stay tuned into things. I mean, well, really, who knows what's really going on? We have no idea what's actually happening in, in all these, these places that are being talked about. You know, only the people there really know what's happening. Anyways, guys, to wrap it up, your sexual energy really is the key to creating your own reality, to creating success, abundance, healing. It gives you extra energy to work with. You know, you're no longer draining this energy through, you know, excessive ejaculation, porn addiction, lustful sexual habits. Um, it, it really drives you to the next level. You know, it's, it's like this, this guy who took my course, he's, he said that he improved his income by 50%. And that's what happens. There's just one, you know, one example is what happens when you start working with your sexual energy, consciously cultivating it is you have more energy to exchange with the world. And that shows up in your body, shows up in your relationships, shows up in your bank account. It, it, it's, it's that as, with, as, as above, so below, as within, so without. And on that note, um, if you want to really, you know, gain the tools, I'd say this is the best time to dive in like an intensive training in really stepping up your ability to master your mind and body, to clear weird energy that comes in your field, to clear negative emotions and master sexual energy. This is the best time to dive into this training. And, you know, my course, Multigasic Man, is open right now. I'm closing registration tomorrow, uh, just over 24 hours from now, tomorrow, Friday, 15th at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. I'm closing registration, so you have until then to get in. Again, this is the most important work to do right now, is to dive into this type of training. It completely transforms your life. And the, the little things, and some of the big things, too, just don't start to get to you anymore. So uh, if you want to learn how to, again, Master your sexual energy, channel this into success, success in your relationships, success in your, your business, a, deep, a deepening of your spiritual path. Uh, if you want to learn to have non-ejaculatory orgasms, get yourself charged up every day with amazing internal practices, overcome premature ejaculation, have sex for hours, did I mention full body orgasms? <laughs> uh, check out my Multigasm Man course. Again, registration's closing just over 24 hours. There's a link in uh, the description of this video on YouTube. There's a link in my Instagram bio. Join an amazing group of men who are committed to transformation. And it's, it's, it's a really great time to be doing this work. Okay, guys, thanks for joining. I'm going to answer some questions now. Feel free to type in your questions. Peter Shields says, have you ever thought of talking about cut versus uncut? I just got cut last November. I honestly can say it's so much better cut. Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different perspectives on the circumcision, non-circumcision. I was circumcised at birth, so I have no idea what it's like to not be. Um, I, I think it's a bit, I would honestly probably prefer not to be because it is a, it is strange that one of the first things we do to humans when they're born is mutilate the genitals. It's a little strange. I suspect there's some kind of weird ritualistic thing there that can be traced back to some, you know, strange things in history to say the least. But, um, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of men say that that you lose a lot of 
because there's a lot of nerve endings and that, that skin, the foreskin, which gets removed. And so it can lessen your sexual pleasure and things like that potentially. But again, I have no idea having not had the AB experience myself. So, you know, I can only say so much. Venezuela, Angel Molina, thanks for joining. Sweet Ella says, I always wanted to take this and now I can, but I've been more toxic and I kind of don't want to change. If I take it, would it help me overcome that? Yeah, uh, so so I think you're talking about the course, during the course. I mean, the, th the thing is with this, this type of work is that it, it transforms you. The, the thing is, is like you do it. I'm not a person about like, okay, you talk, you know, here's this information and, and you're going to try to like change your mindset and think differently. Those type, you know, the more psychological type stuff doesn't work. I'm about having a practice because when you do this internal energy work, it goes to the core of like, well, well how, you, so clearly you have this resistance to changing. You're, you're comfortable in some way with where you're at, but you know that's not really serving you. So you go in and do these practices and it starts to purge. It purges the demons out of you. You know, it, it, it pulls out the roots of these weird energetic patterns. And then you, you know, for, you know, like the transformational breath work I teach in week two, which is, is, is a very popular practice from this course. It's, it's better than psychedelic drugs. It's amazing, right? And it, it creates this dramatic transformation. You do this, you have this experience like remembering what it's like to feel open and fluid, connected to something greater, you know, source energy, whatever. It, tra it changes you, it, it transforms you, and then your life starts to reflect that. This is what happens when you do the work. So I would, you know, definitely encourage you to do it. You know, again, this is the whole thing is like, if you continue doing the things you're doing before, you're going to stay exactly where you're at. It takes great commitment to do to, to make this, this type of transformation. And when you do it, you're never the same. It changes all aspects of your being. It's real Jedi training. Freedom says, do you think science is holding spirituality back? Um, that's an interesting question. I mean, I would say that science has become its own religion in a way. And it's, it's almost a belief in nothing. It's, it's this belief that everything is just random particles bumping into each other. There's no, there's no actual purpose for anything. Consciousness is, is an illusion created by, you know, electrical signals in our brain. So I would say that ultimately there needs, there, there must be a bridge between science and spirituality because on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, you know, you get a little too on the spiritual science, like, <laughs> you know, we could talk about some extreme religions and things like that. And, you know, I, I think we all have the friend who's like, living in the seventh dimension and like, Oh man, I'm just you know, I'm talking to the extraterrestrials, but you know, I can't pay the rent and my life's mess, but man, I'm in 7d, you know? So, so kind of these, these extremes. So it's kind of like, I, I'm about both. I'm about practicality. Like I don't want to do something that doesn't work, that there's no, it, that's why I love the Taoist practices. They were really like the mystical scientists of their time. It's very practical. It works. You can feel it. You can dock, you know, track the changes that happen over a period of time. I mean, Chinese medicine is a very scientific practice, right? Um, and it has spirituality to it as well. And so I think ultimately, again, it's, it's the bridging of science and spirituality. There, there's a lot of people who talk about this. People like, you know, Greg Braden, um, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's the other guy, Bruce Lipton. A lot of these things were like science and spirituality because the you know, it's, it's almost like a male-female yin-yang thing. It's like there's the more intuitive, flowy, spiritual, where it's like, you know, things just happen. Things just happen. Everything is just meant to be. And there's the science where you're like, well, how, how is everything connected? How is everything oneness? You know, you study sacred geometry and things like that. So mainstream science, you know, it definitely has its, its, its setbacks, things like that. So anyways, <laughs> Niv, Niv, Nivtis says, how many times a day should you charge yourself up? Um, depends what you mean by that. You know, um, for me, I have a, I have an intensive morning practice. I do about two hours of Qigong meditation, you know, stretching, yoga, breath work, and I do about another hour in the evening. So, you know, that's about three hours of charging plus sleep is charging as well. So it depends. I would say you can't really do it too much. It depends how stressed you are depends how unhealthy you are. Like if you're, you know, really trying to overcome a chronic illness or you're just really in a dark space or something, I would do as much as you can. 
Devon David, just thank you. Okay. Powell, what's up, brother? It's like, you know, we're, we're talking about science and religion. Like, Big Bang is religious. It, it's, it's really kind of like a religious theory. It's like, well, there was this ultimate grand spectacle and then everything came into existence. There's no way to prove it, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's our that's our, our model for science is Big Bang. It's a religious theory. It's, it's just a theory. It's, it's a, it's a faith-based theory. So this is kind of the funny thing of the, the paradoxical, you know, science-religion topic here. Hey Tina. Okay, so Tina's asking Qigong Qi question. Some videos and flows talk about gathering Qi inward while at other times releasing it. Would you talk about when and why to gather or release it? This is a great question, and this is a big focal point I would say in my in my multi-orgasmic man course is kind of my principles of energy practice are clearing, building, and circulation. So we could say that gathering Qi inward is building, right? Um, we could, what's the, what's the comparison here? Uh, I'll just go to this. So basically, we could say releasing outward is clearing. So the whole thing here is that, you know, our, our body is a network of, you know, energy meridians, information. And most people kind of get into this mindset of, well, I just need more energy. I need more, more, more energy. But they don't realize that, you know, there's no more, you know, if they put more on it, what the underlying issue most people have actually is too much energy in the wrong places of their body. There's too much heat up in the head. There's too much hot energy in the chest. So they actually need to clear that in some ways you could say they need less energy because it's dense. It's stuck. It's, they have more than they can process. And it's not moving properly. Right? So that's why a good place to start for most people is clearing practice, releasing these blockages. That's what the six healing sounds is all about. And I teach this in my course is you're releasing these, uh, toxic energy from the body. So you purge the excess to clear up some space. You get rid of the old patterns, the old emotions, the blockages, and then you start building your energy because, you know, it, you, because when you have a higher level of chi and it's balanced, this is conductive, conducive to good health and, you know, circulation in the system. So building, which is, you know, we could say gathering inward, you build your reservoir of chi. You build your Don Tien, which is like charging your battery. But if you focus too much on building alone, again, we run into this pattern of too much energy in one area, you can become stagnant. So that's why circulation is also another important aspect. So you take that chi you've built and you circulate it through the body, you move it through the, the channels, kind of coursing the channels, clearing them out, creating circulation, like water, you know, your energy, it wants to move. When water becomes stagnant, it starts to become toxic. So like a river, you want to keep the meridians of the body flowing. You want to keep this chi you're building up flowing. Too much circulation though, and you know, your energy becomes a bit uh, spread out, we could say. Like people who do all, only do circulation practices, a lot of like, you know, do a kundalini yoga, I'm just driving the energy, driving the energy, driving the energy. Sometimes they get a bit burned out. Uh, they become ungrounded. So that's why you want to always focus on these three things pretty much equally in your practice. Releasing, clearing, right? Clearing and releasing, we could say the same thing there. Building the energy and then circulating. So that's, that's that. Okay, Powell says, what are the best exercises for transmuting sexual energy? Have you, okay, that's, that's the first question. Um, orgasmic breathing, testicle breathing. I'll, you know, testicle breathing, I call it orgasmic breathing. I have a video of that on my channel. That's probably number one. Zhan Zhuang also, if you do Zhan Zhuang properly, this is the standing meditation postures. The, the first, you know, probably years that you're doing Zhan Zhuang, you're just sinking the chi, just learn to hold the posture properly, your spine perfectly aligned, all these things. And... Eventually, this turns actually into quite an alchemical process. You know, you create a bit more heat in the legs, starts to get the Dantian cooking, 
it cooks your sexual energy. It will naturally start to kind of uh, alchemize your sexual energy and run up to the orbit. But um, for trans, you know, again, for transmuting sexual energy, orga- uh, testicle breathing, orgasm breathing, right? And also the, the, the power lock practices where you're pulling the aroused sexual energy out of the genitals, moving it through the body. Have you got some method to stop the urge, porn, masturbation, addiction-based sexual fantasies? I still struggle with addiction. Well, this just comes down to controlling your mind. You know, the whole thing is 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 mental training. This is a big part of meditation because most people just allow their mind to go on every thought that enters their mind. And, you know, this is ramping up more and more as, as all these collective weird thought forms floating through the, the field of our planet. Um so you train yourself not to just allow your, your monkey mind to jump around. They talk about this a lot in meditation training of uh, stilling the monkey mind. Um, the Taoists call it, uh, is it, I think it's heart mind fasting, heart fasting, mind fasting, mind fasting, where you sit and you notice how these thought forms come into your mind. Like, you know, you're like, oh, this thing that happened yesterday, this per- thing this person said, all these thought forms just come through your minds. And what we normally do is we start to focus on that and it, it feed, it's like watering, you know, a weed in your garden. It starts to grow and grow and it, it starts to get more and more elaborate and you go on all these thought loops. So what you start to practice doing instead is the seed of the thought enters your mind and you say, okay, there's that. I'm not going to focus on that. You just allow your mind, you know, this takes some training where you release the thought. It's kind of like, kind of like how you release tension patterns from your body. You know, when you're doing Qigong and Tai Chi and things like that. Like, oh, this tension's creeping up. Release it. Or in sexual practice, too. You do the same thing with your mind because these thoughts do become these, like, tensions. So it's like, oh, you relax your mind, you know? So meditation training. Okay, uh, Fair and Fierce says, for single men in general who are not sexually active, how can we use our sexual energy through no fat to our benefit? Well, the sexual kung fu path is one of engaging with the energy. The whole, the whole thing here is that a lot of guys run into issues with no fat because they go from one extreme to the other. The first extreme is I've been jerking off to porn every day and just completely wasting my gene or wasting my energy. And so, well, I'm never jerking off again. I'm never touching my dick again. You know, I'm never allowing myself this self-pleasure again. And that works for a little while. Um, they often just go back to their whole, whole, their old patterns every now and then, or, or, you know, they go back completely, whatever. Right. But the thing is, is that if you're going to, to stop doing that, you need a new outlet for that energy to go in or else it just builds, it builds, it builds, and it's going to start driving you and controlling you to release it eventually. Not, not that it's uh, necessarily going to harm you to ejaculate every now and then, but the thing is, is when your old sexual patterns still control you, you haven't really transformed anything. You haven't really actually changed. You just ignored it and suppressed it and it just builds up and builds up. And when your all your sexual energy remains stuck in your balls, which if you're not doing anything to move it out of there, which takes energetic skill, then it's just going to strengthen your sexual impulses, strengthen your kind of lower energy center experience of like ego, you know, materialism and things like that. So the whole thing is that you practice basically sexual alchemy, which is what sexual Kung Fu is really doing, where you're circulating the sexual energy through your body. You know, we use the microcosm orbit pathway to do that, practice Qigong, breathwork meditation. So you use the energy, but in different ways, because if, if you just stop engaging with that area of your body, it's, you know, first of all, you may have issues of atrophy, the tissues of the penis, you know, stop being stimulated and, and it becomes kind of a use it or lose a situation. So Engaging in a more conscious way. This is what sexual kung fu is all about. Sepe Rijik says, what is the difference between your course and your free videos? So multi-orgasmic man course. Um, my free videos have a lot of the, you know, the basic things you need to practice sexual kung fu, but the course goes much, much more into depth and everything. Uh, more in-depth practices, again, for clearing your energy, for building energy, building the Dantian, opening up the energy channels. There's a whole, there's several Qigong forms in there that I, I have not taught on YouTube. 
and especially the sexual practices just going to a much higher level with it so there's just a lot more it's it's more expanded and it's it's like it's a clear organized like you do this then you do this you do this it has a weekly schedule so you're you know exactly what you're doing every single day for the 12 weeks and for the rest of your life really there's a master schedule at the end and there's calls with me every other week that you can join ask questions and connect with the other men so that's the difference is just it's my what i'm teaching on youtube times 10. <laughs> again my multi-orgasmic man course is open right now uh registration is closing in just over 24 hours <clears throat> Howell says, how to feel more energy in my microcosmic orbit? Build your lower Dantian. That is, you know, essential. I mean, you can do the microcosmic orbit without having a Dantian. Um, you just won't feel that much. And it doesn't mean nothing's happening. It's just that your, your chi isn't thick enough. It's not, you know, uh, compressed and, and basically thickened. Your, your voltage isn't as high, so you don't really feel it, right? So doing the Dantian work is uh, a huge part of really unlocking the microcosmic orbit to really start to feel it. And it can take, it can take years, honestly. It took me several years to really feel the microcosmic orbit, like a buzzing electrical current. So working with the Dantian, building the Dantian, I have a, a free, I have a video on YouTube, Dantian breathing. That's a great starting point for building chi in the Dantian, but it takes, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of sitting, feeling the Dantian and slowly filling it with yang chi over years of time. It's, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. So that will make your microcosmic orbit a lot more tangible. B says, what are your favorite types of breathing exercises in hand? Okay. Um, I mean, I've done, I've done almost, you know, just about everything as far as breathing. I was into pranayama for many years. I've been practicing yoga since I was 20, 21, over a decade. Uh, all the pranayama stuff. I love I love that stuff. It feels great. It's nice. Um, you know, the Wim Hof stuff, holotropic breath work, which I, I teach a certain flavor of in my course. And what has been the most profound for me recently is Taoist breathing, which is, it's it's the opposite of, lot of most other breath work. You know, most breath work, it's like, it's intense. It's like, all right, we're getting it, you know? And that's great. I, lo I love that too. I do it a lot. But the Taoist breathing is literally, you don't, try to control your breath at all. You simply observe it. You simply feel the, the flow of air in your nostrils and your awareness starts to naturally sink in your body as you simply observe. You do not control the breath at all. You simply observe and have awareness of it. And your awareness starts to sink lower and lower and lower and it naturally starts to settle in your Dantian. And that's a, another big secret to building the Dantian is really sinking your breath down there. Uh, you know, this is something Damon Mitchell talks about is abdominal breathing being a quality that you attain over training to where it naturally happens versus something you make yourself do like okay i'm breathing with my belly that's different than the breath naturally sinking into the belly and happening in your practice so that's what i've been really focusing on how will i know okay the other question is how will i know when i'm building dantian energy so when you're building you know the dantian building first you build the yin field the like magnetic container the the form to hold something like the bucket that holds water and then you feel that yin field with the yang chi and so that's what you're really uh doing over time is feeling the Dantian with Yang Chi. And you know when that's happening because you feel it. You'll feel heat, you'll feel buzzing, electrical vibration, you'll feel something in your, your belly. This is very tangible, this is not an abstract thing. Uh, this is why visualization type exercises will do nothing as far as Dantian building, like okay, I can imagine there's a ball of energy there and it's golden, and it's, but if you don't feel anything, nothing's happening. So that's the big thing with the Dantian is it's 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 a almost physical process in that you feel it quite tangibly. So that's how you know that you're getting somewhere with that is you feel it. And you know you're really getting somewhere when you can easily light it up, you know, 24-7 just by holding your awareness there and starts it, it it to me it feels like a it's it's like it really is like a bubbling pot. That's why they refer to it as the cauldron in Taoist internal practice, because it literally feels like it's like bubbling and boiling and warm. Or it feels like a radioactive beehive, just this buzzing in the Dantian. It's it's pretty nice. <clears throat> okay, Nif Niftis says, what do you usually eat on a daily basis and do you fast? Um, I eat a lot of different things. 
I've been doing, uh, I, mostly I do high protein, high fat, low carbohydrate, but not like keto level. You know, I do some fruits and things like that. I do a lot of eggs, avocados. I like nuts, um, almond butter. It's one of my favorites. I like bananas, you know, berries. I've been doing a lot of organ meats. I get meats from a local pasture-raised, a local farm, pasture-raised animals, happy, you know, not tortured slaves, <laughs> um, organ meats, things like that, yeah. Uh, fasting, I, I do intermittent fasting every now and then. Um, I was really into intermittent fasting for a while, but uh, I haven't done much long-term fasting. It's just not really uh, suitable for me right now and my goals. You know, doing a lot of intense energy work. Uh, my body wants calories to ground that. I'm a very spacey person by nature, so when I go without food, uh, I'm like out of my body and I have a hard time functioning in physical reality, so uh, I like to eat food. Howell says, what are your thoughts on kundalini yoga? I love to do it, by the way. Yeah, I, I was way into kundalini yoga for years. Um, it's... It serves a certain purpose, I will say. You know, Kundalini Yoga was meant for people who were very already very kind of connected to earth and grounded and just helped them like move things very quickly. Well, Kundalini Yoga really comes from Tantra, right? Um, so it can be hard on the body, I will say, um, because it's very forceful. It's 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 a pure fire path. It's it's all about bringing energy up, bringing the energy up, bringing the energy up that tends to deplete the energy of your kidneys and spleen over time. I can say this from experience because I was getting very weak. My energy levels were getting very up and down when I was doing, you know, again, Kundalini Yoga after years. I was very ungrounded. I was becoming quite delusional and uh, disassociated from reality. Um, so that's really what drew me to Qigong because once I started doing Qigong, I was like, I, I basically got what I liked from Kundalini Yoga but there was the grounding aspect. I felt my physical body much more nourished. My energy was much more sustained and less up and down. I was sleeping better, uh, much more confidence, and just like grounding and just like feeling in my body, but still feeling that expansiveness. So I prefer Qigong, but Kundalini Yoga can be great. I would say that it. I think it's better for people who are a bit like heavier in constitution, people who are kind of more stuck in the worldly nature less inclined to the spiritual stuff. Whereas if you're a person who's already like kind of floaty, light body type, very mental, um, quick thinking, quick speaking, then Kundalini Yoga will often cause imbalances for you over time. It's again, it's, it's the whole thing about, you know, uh, Chinese medicine is balance. Not everything is good for everybody. It's what balances your constitution. So if you're, if you're a fiery person by nature, if you do a fire practice, it's going to burn you out. says effects on porn effects of porn on brain porn really fucks up your dopamine levels worse than anything else almost maybe like you know hardcore drugs compared to it really does it's it's more addictive than opiates because you can access it 24 7 anywhere even kids now have tablets and smartphones so like it's just it's always there this free drug it really is the new drug uh, to control humanity porn wrecks havoc on your dopamine receptors when you're not watching porn, you'll feel really low, you'll feel anxiety, you'll feel like you need something else to get that fixed, so you'll turn to other things or more porn, you'll turn to drugs, junk food, social media. Um, it completely has very destructive effects on your, basically your arousal, chem your, your, your reward, desire, and your arousal chemistry of your body to where uh, being with a physical partner, you'll have erection problems, like you may feel initially aroused and then you lose your erection because porn also kind of makes you sexually ADD. There's just so much stimulation that you rely on that. It fries your dopamine receptors. It's very, very destructive. I could go on and on, but I think, you know, you get the idea. Sephiroth says, I feel like I haven't heard enough about what the training contents are. Can you maybe explain each week and the contents more in depth? Okay, so this, the 12-week course, I'll give a quick overview. He's asking about it. Week one, and two are clearing practices. Like I was talking about, you need to clear the excess and stuck energy in your body before you try to, you know, start working through sexual energy. Otherwise, you're just going to amplify your imbalances, amplify your unconscious patterns and negative emotions. It's a mess. I've seen this happen to people. So we start with clearing. 
uh, six healing sounds, inner smile practice, inner dissolving of, of blockages or certain breathing practices to anchor the breath, learn how to breathe to release pelvic floor tension, which will make you last longer during sex, transformational breath, breath work, which blasts you off into, you know, it gets you very high. It's an incredibly powerful practice. Uh, weeks three and four, we learn how to open the microcosmic orbit, energy channels, the body. There's a tumor breathing practice that creates this heat in the Don Tian and creates this kind of purging effect of your energy channels. Uh, there's a really amazing Qigong practice, which helps to open the microcosmic orbit. I find that this form, th this form was very helpful for me in learning to feel the orbit more tangibly. Uh, there's the Wudong microcosmic orbit method I teach in the course, which I have not taught anywhere else. Um, and then we get into grounding practices, more in-depth Zhan Zhuang practice, how to use that to really ground your energy, a deep earth pulsing Qigong practice, which you use to wire your sexual energy to this energy of the earth, to cool it, to ground it, to make it more digestible. Really great kidney booster as well. Um, there's pelvic floor exercises to release pelvic floor tension. That's a major, major emphasis, uh, how to circulate sexual energy, how to move it through uh, not just the microcosmic orbit, but some of the eight extraordinary meridians, how to charge up your organs with your sexual energy, how to charge up your glands with your sexual energy, both unaroused and aroused energy practices. And then of course, how to overcome premature ejaculation, how to last longer, how to have the orgasms without ejaculating and how to start experiencing these non-ejaculatory orgasms on much higher levels, how to overcome this involuntary Kegel response that's causing premature ejaculation. There's exercises to build the blood vessels of your penis so that you have better erections, longer lasting erections, uh, how to exchange energy with your partner. There's practices to directly circulate the energy between you and your partner. Um, there's a lot more that I'm forgetting, but there's, there's a lot in the course. So there's, there's a quick overview of what's in there. It's dramatically, it's really kind of like an initiation into just a whole, a whole new level of being, you know, it's, it's a, it's an intensive course. It's amazing. Again, that's my multi-gasm man course, which is open for another 24 hours. Okay, Nimtis is asking, how do you spell the Don Tien? There's different ways to spell it, but usually it's D-A-N-T-I-A-N, either one or two words, or D-A-N-T-I-E-N. Sometimes it's also spelled with a T at the beginning, T-A-N-T-I-E-N, Don Tien, which means elixir field. Have you ever had raw milk and raw eggs? I've been building so much muscle since I started drinking them. I do raw eggs a lot. I put them in my smoothie. I get some, you know, pasteurized eggs. I've been having raw eggs for quite a while, actually. I think almost 10 years. Um, raw milk I've had on certain times. I don't always like doing dairy, but, well, I guess I, I do eggs all the time, but raw milk's nice, but I don't do it all the time. Devin Davis, I think I already talked about Kundalini Yoga, so I that answered that. Lucius, what's up, brother? Greetings from the cold UK. It's been very strange weather here where I live, you know, in Boise, Idaho. Usually it's pretty nice this time of year, but we had like an inch of snow yesterday and, and the day before that. It's like very strange weather. It's interesting. Anyways, Lucius is asking, would you say that young girls age 18 to 23 sense sexually charged men who are more mature, 35 years older, 35 years or above more than older women, or is it much more of a, or is that much of a rare encounter for them? Uh, it's difficult to say. I mean, usually, you know, uh, it depends. I, 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 I don't know, honestly. Do young girls sense sexually charged men <laughs> more than older women? It depends, you know, because maybe they're just eager for, you know, that type of experience, I don't, I don't exactly know. Okay, Sepe says, Zhan Zhuang, eyes closed or open? It doesn't matter. Um, they say if you're trying to like build energy uh, to heal yourself, like if you have, you know, some sort of illness or something that to keep your eyes closed, it will help keep the energy within. But 
I don't find it matters too much. Just as long as you aren't like staring intensely at something. If you're practicing with your eyes open, you want to use just kind of, they call it eagle eye vision, where you, you just allow the periphery awareness. It, it can actually help you develop your peripheral vision. But instead of feeling like you're staring at something or looking at something, you just allow your eyes to absorb what's out there. So you feel like the light that's, you know, out here is, is coming into your eyes. Okay, Vico Presto says, what is more important, Kegels or reverse Kegels? Well, it depends on what your goals are, but I would say probably for 90, 95% of men, reverse Kegels are much more important. In fact, I'm not doing Kegels at all. I recommend most men do not do Kegels because they are over-isolating the pelvic floor muscles. Most men have strong tension patterns in their pelvic floor already, and this just makes it worse when you do Kegels which will mean you start to have premature ejaculation. You can make it worse doing Kegels on top of it. Uh, it can also give you irregular erections because when the pelvic floor muscles become out of balance and they can't come out of that contracted state, it pulls the blood into them, which would otherwise be going into your penis. So for most men, reverse Kegels are much better. And that's uh, the same question on YouTube I see too. She says, I stopped my cravings for goji berries and maca. Does it mean my tank is full? It could be. <laughs> yeah, goji. Goji's one of my number one gene building supplements, herbs, berries. Soul Experience says, what are your favorite books? Um, as far as like the practices, you know, I'm talking about. My favorite book on Qigong is The Way of Energy by Lan Can Twin. Amazing book. Um, I also really like Opening the Energy Gates of Your Body by Bruce Francis. It's a great one on Qigong. Taoist uh, Secrets of Love, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy by Michael Wynn and Montauk Chia is a, is a great one as well. Uh, those, are, those are some of the go-tos I mentioned. I also love Scott Meredith's books on just internal energy practices. His, his books, his, his trainings really help me go to the next level of my energy experience. That's it, not sexual practices, just general energy cultivation. Levi Jesse Gonzalez says, a lot of people seem to have negative experiences when they go into Indian yogi style kundalini meditation retreats, mental imbalances. Are the Taoist practices safer than the yogic practices? I would say that typically, this is why I transitioned to uh, the Taoist practice primarily and out of my you know, kundalini yoga practice was because I found it a lot more supportive of my physical body. Here's the thing is, is you know, the Indian practices, the Vedic culture is very fire very fire culture. It's about transcending, transcending the physical, kind of like getting out of the physical plane at all costs as quickly as possible. Like we have to get out of here, get out of the earth. It's a, it's a hell realm, right? Kind of that mentality. So that's, you know, a lot of the focus is, is getting out of here and getting somewhere else. And that is no, not supportive of the physical body and their elemental system ethers at the center. So it's like our centers in ether, whereas in the Taoist center or sorry, the Taoist system, earth is the middle of the elements, right? So uh, it's very earth-centric, very body-centric, water. It's the, it's a water path, right? Also, we could say kind of feminine because water is the females. It's the birthing of life. It's it's the physical form, right? So it's very, very supportive of the physical body. The Taoist practices tend to be a lot more balanced <clears throat> rather than just, you know, trying to shoot all your energy out the crown of the head. It's about building from the ground up, building strong foundations, which, you know, building the Dantian, opening up the leg channels, connecting to the earth, which supports your physical vitality, your kidney energy. So from my experience, they've been a lot more balanced, I would say. Black and Yellow says, you'd be a great Christian minister if you're a Christian. Well, praise the Lord. If you don't buy my course, you're going to hell, boys. <laughs> it's not true, but save yourself years of uh, frustration and dead ends. Favorite books at the moment? I'm reading one by Yang Jun Ming. It's called Qigong Grand Circulation for Spiritual Enlightenment. Really awesome book, lots of really awesome practices in it. Uh, Bruce Francis's book, The Great Stillness, which is on Taoist meditation. It's, it's pretty amazing as well. Um, what else have I been reading? I forget, maybe I'll remember. JM says, working out or meditation has not helped me so far. What single thing would you recommend that I focus on to subdue these urges? So here's the whole thing is you're trying to 
trying to fight an urge. You're trying to fight something. You're like, no, this is wrong. I shouldn't be feeling this. Get out of me. You're in a war with yourself. This is an aspect of your being that you're ignoring. Uh, you're not really dealing with it, right? You don't want to deal with it. You want it to be gone. So it, it creates the split in your psyche, the split between your, your sexual energy and the rest of your being, right? And what it really often is, is a disconnect between the sexual center and the heart center. And so don't make urges your enemy, basically. Like it's natural to have urges. It means your endocrine system's healthy. Your body's healthy. You want to reproduce. That's great, right? But you also don't want to let it drag you all over the place to act on it. So the big key is to start to open up the channels of your body. The microcosm orbit was the most helpful for me. Anytime I felt sexual desire, maybe I saw something sexually stimulated, rather be like, oh no, this is wrong. I feel an urge now. I have to go jerk off. It's like, oh, okay, I'm, I feel aroused. Let's move this energy through my orbit and then I don't feel aroused anymore. So you're you're taking the urge, you're not fighting it. You're saying, okay, there you are. I, I understand what you want, but let's let's resolve this another way. So you're you're tra you're channeling it. You're redirecting it rather than like, oh no, you're wrong. You have to get out of me. I have to fight you. You're gonna be in an endless war if that's the case, right? So it's like, how do you redirect that energy? Work with microcosmic orbit. Practice Qigong, develop your grounding so that you can hold arousal without feeling uncomfortable with it, right? This is the biggest thing about sexual kung fu training. You start to take that power of that, you know, that that water element, the, the kidney energy, your sexual vitality, your sexual urges, and you use it to nourish your body. You change the form of it, mix it with the energy of your heart, list the vibration of it, mix it a bit lighter, and now you can eat that, so to speak. You can digest that energy and put it into something useful. That's the whole thing that happens when you practice, when you train in sexual Kung Fu. You no longer become concerned about having sexual urges because you can put them into something rather than feel controlled by them. You know, you can fight them the rest of your life and never gain control and never attain true mastery because it's just a split of yourself. So don't fight, redirect, like Tai Chi. Sepe says, do you still cry or does that not happen anymore since you practice so much emotional stability exercises? Um, crying is not something that's happened to me a lot, but you know, it happens on occasion when I'm feeling really, really strong things and I'm fine with allowing that expression of releasing it. Um, but it's not something that happens often, I will say. Matt Henson, what's up, brother? Been living in Peru the past year, took the course of 2020. There's a Qigong master here who teaches, but he says he does not recommend semen retention because he says that most people, even well-practiced, think they're energy channels are open, but they really aren't. What do you think about this? And how would you say if you know your channels are truly open? It's a good question. It's a fair question. You have to be careful about these guys who create doubts in you. There's a lot of, <laughs> I've noticed this pattern in a lot of teachers where it's like, like they'll, they'll create this, this, this thing of like, no, you've been doing it wrong. You actually don't know what you're doing. You have to follow what I'm telling you. So it's like everything else is wrong. They're right. You know, it's a pattern I've seen a lot. I wouldn't worry too much about it, but in general, um, I think it's true that most people are not well, or, or, or even people who even well practice think their energy channels are open. They really are. I mean, the whole thing is you know if your energy channels are open because you're able to move your sexual energy through it. You feel it. You're working with your microcosmic orbit. You know, you you do the you do the orgasmic breathing. You you're drawing the energy out and your erection goes down. Obviously, the energy's moved somewhere. You feel the energy pulsing in your head. Obviously, it's moved somewhere. So, you know, again. Don't ever put anyone on a pedestal because they call themselves a master, like even if they've been practicing for decades, you know. Uh, ultimately, we are all our greatest teachers. And, you know, just something I've learned is that there's there's people who have been practicing for lifetimes and they're still full of shit in a lot of, <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? So, you know, don't don't get too much into the, you know, it's good to, to, to consider things. Like, okay, he said that, maybe it's true. Is it true? But I think you would know if you're, because if you're doing senior tension and your energy channels really aren't open, you're going to be experiencing extreme anger, irritability, blue balls, extreme lust, and things like that. So that's when you know that you're not doing it right and that your channels, you're not really moving that energy. And you know that, it's, that you are doing it properly if you're able to move that energy in your body, you're able to channel it into your creativity, your art. If you feel it's fluid and moving and you feel good, then you're fine.
Derek Trevino says, are you familiar with the Taoist seven seeds formula and have you ever used it? It's said to strengthen and nourish the seven glands. I haven't used or actually heard of that one. There's so many uh, herbal formulas. We'll have to look into it. says thanks for the clear gather circulate for qi the six sound the six healing sounds is a good way to start practice then qigong to build and circulate and end with microcosmic orbit reasonable sequence that's a great sequence um so for building practices i would consider zhan zhuang one of them zhan zhuang really just builds your qi just builds you up with earth qi especially dantian work i would say is one of the biggest for just building your 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 yang qi your, your qi reserve right that's that's one of the most important things for building qi is working with the dantian it's like the dantian breathing practice i have it's a great one for that and 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 any any type of moving qigong is going to circulate the qi microcosmic orbit practice as well santino says how does cannabis affect your sexual energy good question uh, I found personally that it has kind of an up-down effect in that it initially makes you feel often much more horny and, and just kind of sensual, right? But then afterwards, it kind of drops off and I, uh, I will feel quite low hormonally the next day, to be honest. That's why it's not something I do frequently, for sure. Um, and I've seen some research kind of supporting this that when you have cannabis... Initially, it boosts your testosterone for men, so it makes sense, makes you feel hornier and kind of more energized, maybe. And then afterwards, it uh, increases prolactin levels, so kind of that up-down effect. So, just you know, be mindful of that. It's not—it's definitely not something I recommend uh, doing every day, but you know, you do everything in moderation. Whatever. We live in Boise, I live in Corvallis, Oregon. Visit Boise sometimes, nice. Driven through Corvallis several times. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, again, guys, my multi guest Man course is open. Right now, registration's open until tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday the 15th. It's a complete guide to really master, first of all, your internal energy and your sexual energy, right? And I would say the approach of this course is, is really strong foundations. That's, that's something that I've seen a lot of other people who teach this stuff lack is really focusing on the foundations which make the sexual practice effortless because to change your sexual habits isn't easy. You've been doing things a certain way sexually for years and years and to try to change them overnight you know, you've ingrained those patterns. Sexual energy is very sticky. It binds you to the, the ways you've been experiencing things. But when you do the foundational work of clearing your, clearing your body, clearing your energy channels, learning to circulate your normal energy, and then you start working with the sexual energy, you already have this new pathway opened up. And it actually comes, becomes pretty easy to start experiencing non-ejaculatory orgasms, to last much longer during sex. So it's all about strong foundations and... Um, which will lead you to the highest levels of mastery. So again, registration is closing tomorrow. You have 24 hours to get in. Uh, check the link in my Instagram bio. There's a link in this YouTube video. Okay. Thanks everyone for joining. Good to see you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Again, Multigasic Bang closes just over 24 hours. It's going to completely transform your life. Use your sexual energy as a force to keep yourself balanced, energized, and manifest what you truly want in your life. This is for you to make a massive transformation this time. Take care, guys.
Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast. Make sure you grab my free ejaculation control guide in the description and follow Sexual Kung Fu on Instagram and YouTube.